You're listening to LCC Alumni Stories, a show dedicated to highlighting the amazing alumni of Lansing Community College. I'm Steve Robinson, president of LCC, and on each episode I have the awesome privilege of getting to know one of our many inspiring alums and hearing about their experiences at and since leaving LCC. The LCC alumni community is expansive and far-reaching. They're an incredibly diverse group of people, representative of all walks of life, working in hundreds of industries across the country. LCC Alumni Stories shines a bright light on alumni who make positive contributions to their communities and showcases those who've overcome obstacles and barriers to achieve academic and personal success. These are their dynamic stories. My guest today is Marta Herrera Zamora. She came to LCC in 1999 and obtained two associate degrees from LCC before continuing her education at MSU, where she achieved her bachelor's degree in molecular biology. She currently works for the state of Michigan as a quality analyst. She's a mom of two and a native of Cuba. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you, uh, Marta, and I'm excited to hear about your experiences and share them with your audience. Now, when you came here, you were originally in medical school, right? What brought you to LCC? <laughs> well, um, Lansing Community College was uh, very friendly. Um, it was also uh, socially integrated. There was um, a lot of people for, from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was one of the things that led me to Lansing Community College to fulfill my dreams and my aspirations. I came from Cuba with nothing but a backpack really? full of dreams. A backpack full of dreams. Yes. I love that. Tell me about those dreams. <laughs> well, back at home, um, I finished the first year of medical school. Uh -huh. um, because of differences in political ideologies, um, my family was persecuted, and I came to the United States as a refugee. Right. Um, my brother had a vision early on in his life to leave Cuba, and seven years later, we were able to reunite. Um, and then at the age of 19, almost 20, um, I decided that I had to continue. Is how bad do you want to continue with your education? Um, you know, being persistent, perseverance. And here at LCC, I found um, amazing teachers and resources that helped me shape my dream. Lansing Community College, you know, there are places that leave a permanent impression on people's uh -huh. lives and LCC was there for me. Oh, that makes me so happy. So you get here from Cuba, which is not close to Michigan, right? No. How do you how do you make the jump from Cuba all the way up to Michigan? My brother was here. Okay, so your brother came here. My brother came here first. Uh, he wanted it to learn English and he knew that coming up north, you know, mm -hmm. in Florida we have a huge um, community of Cuban families. Right, right. But it's sort of like being in Cuba all over again. And he wanted it to experience something different. Right. I know this may sound a little bit silly, um, but we love the snow. It was something different. You love the snow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Cuba is tropical. Right, right. Well, uh, you know, I have friends at the community colleges in Florida, particularly <laughs> Miami, right? right? Yes. A lot of, lot of Cubans in Miami. Yes. But you love the snow. What, what attracted you to the snow? There's no snow in Cuba. <laughs> different. It's Some, different. Something new that we have never experienced. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted it to learn English well, mm -hmm. even though it was something that I had learned back at home. Mm -hmm. The minute I came here, um, 
and I heard someone speaking in English. I'm like, oh my goodness, they speak really fast. Will I be able to do this at some point? So I started here, um, amazing counselors. um, They told me you should take English as a second language before you initiate your, you know, career Mm -hmm. uh, choice. And that's what I did. And, you know... it has been an amazing journey. So I, I'm, I don't want to make any assumptions here, but I'm guessing the Cuban community in Miami, it's probably easier to go about your day not speaking English in a place like Miami, and maybe maybe harder to do that here in Michigan. Am I right about that? You are correct. So, but a lot of um, younger individuals that come from Cuba Mm -hmm. somehow um, they integrate in society in a way of working Mm -hmm. and they somehow forget about fulfilling their full potential and dreams okay and for me it was important to continue with my education even though I have left at a point in my life where I was ready to become a professional physician Mm -hmm. my life turned upside down and for me, it was positive outcome resolution. What can I do at this point in my life to continue to parallel my dreams and continue to do something positive regardless of all of the negative things that are around? So um, in a very short period of time, I decided, well, Lansing Community College has a path and there is a journey and a trajectory that I want to follow. And this is where all my dreams started. You know, I always, and it is um, a message Mm -hmm. that I pass to um, my children, Mm -hmm. my nephew, who is currently at Central Michigan University, on his way to becoming an amazing engineer. And anyone that I come in contact with, I tell them, I came here as a refugee with nothing. Mm -hmm. And if I was able to make it work, there's no reason why you cannot dream too. That's such an inspiring story, and thank you for sharing that uh, with folks who might want to come to Lansing Community College or, or anywhere to pursue their higher uh, education. Before we talk more about your time at LCC, I'm interested in these last 20 years, coming from, coming from Cuba as a refugee with your backpack full of dreams. Tell me a little bit about the Cuban community in mid-Michigan. There must be other folks from Cuba in this area. Do, do you... Do you know many of the folks in that community? And what's that community like here? Well, um, I used to work at St. Vincent Catholic Charities. Okay, Refugee services. Mm -hmm. So I know I used to uh, help resettle many refugees in the Lansing area. Really? Yes, from Cuba, Uh from um, many, many, many countries of Africa, Congolese, Mm -hmm. uh, families from Vietnam. Uh, the Cuban community here is relatively small. Okay. People tend to come. Um, they like to integrate in society, work, contribute back to society in mm-hmm. many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the weather is a big uh, detriment for them. I and then Not they... everyone's like you, right? <laughs> Not everyone on snow. <laughs> yes. And then they, you know, they return back to climates that are similar to back at home okay yes all right well that's that's interesting to me so you so you helped refugees move to mid-michigan before you uh got the role that you have now yes for 10 years i used to work as a refugee resettlement um manager Mm -hmm. 
and essentially my job was helping, you know, to relocate families that come from all over the world, right. you know. It's, um, it was a very humbling experience because I get to meet people from different backgrounds. Um, I remember at the time when I used to work at Refugee Services, there used to be a program called the Sewing Circle. where Sewing a, Circle, like needle and thread? Yes. Okay. So essentially, um, we have to help families that come from other countries gain employment and become self-sufficient in a very short period of time uh-huh. uh, at the time. And... At the same time, these are individuals that have unprocessed trauma. They are our families that spent many years on refugee camps that right. were persecuted for their religion belief. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to find a way to bring cohesiveness. Yes. And at this, even though you could have an Iranian family or a family from Afghanistan. Uh, a family from Cuba, these ladies were not able to communicate each other because of the language barrier. Ah. But somehow, by coming together and sewing, it was a healing process that was taking place at the same time. Wow, so that's a cultural element that was common among all these cultures, was yes. sewing and dealing with that unprocessed trauma. trauma. Yes. It, it, it was a way to take a shared experience and help them deal with that. Correct. What a great story. Yes, and there were many professionals. Uh, St. Vincent Catholic Charity, this is an amazing place mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that, changed, that have changed the life of many people, and I was one of them, mm-hmm. not only by... Be, you know, at the time when I worked with them, but also it was a um, transformation of events that took place that, um, you know, helped me and at the same time helped many families achieve their dream in many ways. Oh, that's great. Now, Marta, you are now working as an analyst for the state of Michigan. Talk to me a little bit about what you do in your role and what kind of, I'm assuming you're doing testing and analysis. Talk to me about that. Well, um, Actually, um, I work as a quality assurance analyst for the um, disability department. Okay. So somehow when you have a basic understanding of biology at the molecular level, mm-hmm. it helps you understand how the body functions okay. um, at a micro level and the impact on different body systems. Okay. So I'm currently working, uh, I initiated, I have been with the state government for a little over 14 years. Okay. And initially I was working as a disability examiner and then I transitioned into becoming a quality assurance analyst. It is an amazing career where you interpret policy to make sure that individuals that are disabled Mm -hmm. um are able to receive disability uh, you know so you're you're making sure that those disability benefits are administered properly and that everything's going the way it's supposed to correct well that's work you're doing for all of us here in the state of michigan i really appreciate that yes and it is my way to contribute and give back to this amazing community that 24 years ago became my home. Oh, that's fantastic. Now let's pivot to a little bit about your time here. You mentioned that not only did you learn uh, molecular biology at LCC before going to Michigan State, you also learned English here. Tell me a little bit about uh, what it was like to be a new student here in 1999 when you came here. Um, You know, initially for me it was... um, 
intimidating, mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. um, because it's a new country, uh, it's a new culture, right. and you have to find ways to learn and adapt. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, uh, in the multicultural center, I remember Raul. I don't remember his last name. Okay, we could look. We yes. could find out. Yeah, so um, Raul helped you. Yes, mm -hmm. Dr. Magnus Campbell, uh, and many other, um, you know, individuals within the college were very supportive. Mm -hmm. um, I remember taking the last courses for English as a second language, mm -hmm. um, and it was a fantastic journey. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like, you know how they say, it's not important to have knowledge, but the application of knowledge exactly. is what makes a difference. Exactly. And I had teachers here that helped me to, you know, cross that wall. I love hearing those stories because that's one of the great strengths of Lansing Community College and community colleges in general is the people. We're all here because we love stories like yours. We want to help and contribute to success. And it sounds like so many LCC people helped you be successful, not just with language, but also with biology. Now, you tell me a little bit about that transition from LCC to MSU. Did you feel like you were set up uh, with good skills and good knowledge from LCC when you went over to Michigan State? What was that like? Most definitely. Um, Lansing Community College, you tend to have a smaller classes size. Right. One-to-one um, -one interaction with you know, um, professors, mm -hmm. and it truly uh, better equipment with the skills that were necessary when I had to transfer into a huge campus. Yes, there it's a was, lot bigger. Huh? Oh, mm -hmm. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was sitting on my classes here, uh, whether it was biology or organic chemistry, um, the interactions that I had with my professors versus when I had to transfer to Michigan State University and I was sitting uh, on a chemistry class and there were 300 students. Right. And I had to answer to a quiz with a clicker. Oh, really? <laughs> so you had a clicker? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. And by coming here, it truly made a transition. It signaled uh, before on my trajectory and the end of my trajectory uh -huh. at MSU. Uh -huh. it, it truly um, made a difference for me. Well, that's wonderful. And so your degree from Michigan State is in what? what, what? I have a dual major. Oh, tell me about that. It is in biology okay, and as well environmental plant biology. So I, it's very versatile. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yes, I understand about human biology as well as plant biology and botany. Okay. Did yes. you, when you were at Michigan State, did you um, interact with any other students from Cuba or who had been uh, at, at LCC or now? Actually, um, one of the things that I miss a lot when I went to uh, Michigan State University was the fact that there were not students from minority communities like me. Really? Here at LCC, I was able to... Um, for the lack of a better word, find more individuals with a similar background like me. Okay. I felt more like home. Going into MSU, it took me a while to find my place within 
you know, the the campus. Uh-huh. Um, I was the only Hispanic student on my year when I graduated from Michigan State University. Really? In 2004. Wow. Uh, 2006, yes. So I, I find that fascinating for a couple of reasons. One is, first of all, we have a shared experience. I was a student at Michigan State. It's huge, right? It's mm-hmm. huge, and it's and it's not as diverse as, as, a, as, a, as a community college. So that's thing, thing number one. But thing number two that that fascinates me about what you just said is, and I want to make sure that I'm hearing you right, if I hear you correctly, a place like Lansing Community College with more diversity, smaller class size, might be a better choice for a student who is new to the United States, who's emigrated here, than a large college. Am I right? Correct, 100%. You you receive the one-on-one support that you need. collaboration from different teachers Mm -hmm. um you have to understand that there has been a physical transition that have taken place for a person you're coming from a complete different country right you are immersed into a new society Mm -hmm. trying to um you know integrate yourself right and learn the language learn the culture um there are ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and here at LCC, because it is a closer knit community, you are able to do that. Well, I, that means a lot to me for a couple things. First of all, I'm really glad that that helped you. And it sounds like it really set you up for success. We have a team of folks here at the college who are thinking about how to attract more international students like mm-hmm, yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people in other colleges, uh, in other countries, they have not heard of a community college. They only hear about universities. Like in, in Cuba, I would imagine some people have heard of Michigan State University, but maybe not Lansing Community College. So what would you say to uh, an international student, someone who's just arrived in Michigan, to persuade them to come to LCC? Um, I would tell them it is an amazing college Uh with uh, great professors. Um, It is a place where you can make your dreams come true. You will receive the one-on-one assistant that you need to succeed. Um, The school has the tools and the methodologies and the implementation um, for getting you to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a place where you easily get lost. There are millions of people here, literally speaking, that will make sure that you are successful, that they will help you to trace back to whatever it is you wanted it to be your future, your goal. So That makes me so happy. I couldn't have said it better. And it makes me... It makes me especially happy when I think back to your backpack full of dreams. It sounds like you brought your backpack here and you were able to make your dreams happen. Correct. And even now that, well, at a personal level, mm-hmm. um, I am happily married. Yes. Um, I have a very succe- uh, supportive husband and my girls, Catherine and Milana, and I want them um, to learn and to uh, as much as they came from me anything that i do uh in my life is a legacy for them and i want to send that positive message as well to younger generations in the community uh no matter what you're going through you have to find a way to transform um whatever negativity it is whatever life put you through 
and convert that into a float of positive energy to continue with your dreams. That is so wonderful. I have to share something. First of all, uh, our radio listeners can't hear this, but your family is here with, with us right now. Your <laughs> husband and your daughters are here, and they've been so well behaved. I'm waving at them right now. Great job. Uh, but I do want to share with you, we just came back from a conference, our trustees conference, and the theme of the conference was community colleges transforming the lives of families. Yes. And that's exactly what you just said. LCC made an impact on you, but not just you, your wonderful family that is sitting here with us today. Yes, 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 a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It is, it is, you know, I, I became em emotional uh -huh. um, because life goes by fairly quick. Oh, yes, it does. And time is limited. So you have to make sure that you invest your time wisely we are all born with an intent and purpose to do great things and contribute back to society mm -hmm. um, not only at the state of michigan i try to you know provide back to my community as a quality assurance analyst but also um, i speak another language so whenever i'm able to interact and provide interpretation or translation services um, for legal and medical purpose, mm -hmm. I am able to do that. So I would like to send a positive message to everyone out there that is thinking, oh, can I do this? Yes, you can. Just, you just got, you know, find the strength within you to keep going. I get emotional hearing you say that. That's incredible. Maybe you could, maybe you could invite Spanish-speaking listeners right now to come to LCC. Do that in Spanish. <laughs> bueno, pues yo invito a todas las personas que hablan español y que están pensando si pueden o no hacer sus sueños realidad. Y yo los invito de la misma manera en las cuales yo fui capaz de hacer mis sueños, que busquen esa energía dentro de ustedes mismos para seguir adelante y transformar sus vidas de una manera positiva. Ah, gracias. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you so nada. much. Marta, this has been a wonderful conversation. I've really enjoyed talking to you, and thank you for bringing your lovely family with you. We're very proud to have you as part of the LCC alumni community. Thank you for having me here. LCC Alumni Stories is recorded and produced by Steve Robinson on LCC's downtown campus. The soundtrack, Who Told You, is licensed through DeWolf Music and was performed by Ian McCanty. Thanks for listening. To learn more about our alumni and what they've been up to, go to lccconnect.org. And if you're an LCC alum and want to share your story with me, send me an email at steve underscore robinson at lcc.edu. Until next time, keep learning. This is LCC Connect on WLNZ 89.7 FM. Featuring the faculty, staff, students, and others that helped to make Lansing's premier college what it is today. LCC Connect, Mid-Michigan's connection to Lansing Community College. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. If you're considering returning to school, exploring career options, or needing support in life transitions, 
Lansing Community College has the Adult Resource Center available to qualified students. The Adult Resource Center staff provides one-on-one -on -one appointments, registration assistance, referrals to community and campus resources, tuition and childcare grants, academic advising, and other helpful tools to help with your educational career. To find out more information, visit lcc.edu and search Adult Resource Center. Hey parents, finding it hard to communicate with kids in today's world of ever-changing slang? Hi son. Excuse me? Introducing the Communicizer. Just strap non-toxic Communicizer to your mouth and go from boring old man speak. Oh, you know, I'm here if you want to talk. To 100% off the chain. Text me whenever, yo. It's that easy. Thanks to Communicizer, I'm relevant to my kids again. I mean... I'll fly, boo. And now when you buy Communicizer, you get the auto-tune attachment free. Sounds so hip-hop, your kids will want to talk to you for hours. I used to have to walk three miles uphill to school every morning, short day. I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. Communicizer is not available in stores because it doesn't exist. But that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council. Lansing Community College's Business and Community Institute provides businesses with customized, synergistic trainings that realize logistical opportunity. Learn more about the future of business today at lcc.edu bci. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. This is Amy Wagoner from the Historical Society of Michigan with a Michigan History Moment. Michiganders know that the Great Lakes weather turns foul in November, and sailors are more aware of that than anyone. At least 6,000 ships lie on the bottom of the Great Lakes, and about two-thirds of those were lost in October, November, and December. The freighter Carl D. Bradley ranks among the most tragic of all Great Lakes shipwrecks. The Bradley was built in Ohio in 1927, and at 639 feet, she was the longest freighter on the lakes. She would retain the title Queen of the Lakes for the next 22 years. The Bradley hauled limestone from Rogers City, Michigan to Gary, Indiana for use in making cement and steel. Most of her crew, in fact, hailed from Roger City. The recession of 1958 caused a downturn in the steel industry, causing the Bradley to be idled at her dock. She went back on the lakes in November, just before a scheduled overhaul in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. On November 17, 1958, the Carl D. Bradley headed out of Gary for Manitowoc, but received orders to pick up yet another load of stone in Roger City. Her route took her into the path of a furious Lake Michigan storm, with winds forecast at 50 to 65 miles per hour. Captain Roland Bryan had a reputation as a heavy weather captain who could pilot his vessel through any storm, but even he had concerns about the structural integrity of the 31-year-old freighter. The storm proved too much for the Bradley. At 5.35 p.m. on November 18, the ship's stern sagged as she broke in two. Captain Bryan ordered his crew of 35 to abandon ship, but just four made it onto a life raft. Only first mate Elmer Fleming and deck watchman Frank Mays survived the bitter cold until rescued. Of the dead, 23 were from Rogers City. 
The sinking of the Carl D. Bradley widowed 23 women and left 53 children fatherless. The ship's owners denied that the Bradley had broken in two, hoping to avoid liability for the ship's loss. An underwater survey in 1997, however, found the two sections of the ship lying about 90 feet apart. The wreckage of the Carl D. Bradley rests today in 360 feet of water west of Beaver Island in northern Lake Michigan. This Michigan History Moment was brought to you by michiganhistorymagazine.org. Sharing the voices of Lansing Community College. Visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. With the holidays around the corner, Lansing Community College's Lifelong Learning Adult Enrichment Program is pleased to present a beginner's guide to gift wrapping, a free event that is open to the public and will teach you how to add that extra merry and bright to your gifts. All wrapping supplies are free and will be provided, taking place at LCC's East Campus on November 30th. To find out more, please visit us at lcc.edu slash keeplearning. That's lcc.edu slash keeplearning. Last night, we put on an epic light show. Yeah, we did. The crowd loved us. We love the crowd. Wait, but there were only four people out there. Yeah, but did you see their four faces? All eight of their eyes lit up brighter than ours. <sighs> and we're fireflies. Yeah, we are. Hey, that one girl, she looked like she'd never seen glow in the dark like this before. And we invented glow in the dark. Yeah, we invented it. And we're going to be out here every night rocking out our light show at a forest near you. Woohoo! So come check us out. Check us out. And bring your kid all ages show. Oh, but uh, don't bring any of those glass jars because they make us kind of nervous. Yeah, and I'm super claustrophobic. Whether you're rocking their world or they're rocking yours, some memories never fade. Come alive with the forest. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a forest near you and discover other cool things to do when you go, like fishing, biking, or even camping. Visit discovertheforest.org. See you later. Yeah, see you soon. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Lisa Alexander, and I host a show called Who's That Star on LCC Connect. This show is all about an inside look at the LCC community where you get a chance to meet our faculty and staff, plus learn about their passion projects at work and at home. You can catch Who's That Star here on LCC Connect or listen anytime at lccconnect.org. Michigan residents age 25 or older may qualify for Michigan ReConnect, a program providing free or reduced tuition to students who have not earned a prior college degree. ReConnect students are responsible for books and fees. Visit lcc.edu reconnect for more information. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. We but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found within us. If we change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. This paraphrased quote from Mahatma Gandhi is the basis of the program you are about to hear. I'm Dedalian, and this is Shining Stars, a program dedicated to searching out and bringing attention to individuals and organizations that are fostering positive change within our community and within our world.
Joining me in the studio today is an individual that if you live in the Lansing area, even if you don't know him, trust me, you know him. Uh, whether you've attended one of his events, seen his photography, heard his voice, or at the very least, he may have served you a drink at one point. And by that, I mean he's uh, he's been around the Lansing area for quite a while doing a lot of things in some way, shape, or form. I have no doubt that this Lansing-based entrepreneur is connected with everybody here in the capital city at some point. Uh, he's the founder of Lansing Made owner of me to you promo and he's a whole lot more it is my pleasure to welcome to shining stars metro malik malik how you doing dadalian is always a pleasure and an honor to be in your space it is uh cool to have you here and uh, be a part of the show and my biggest reason for doing so is because like me you have a love of lansing and it it, it just it thrills me can uh, you tell i have on the shirt you got the Again. lansing made uh, <laughs> uh sweatshirt going on and that is definitely a uh, a deal that uh, we will be talking about shortly. Uh, but first, you know, I always relate you to <laughs> take this any way you want. Uh-oh. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and by that, six I mean, degrees of yeah, Kevin six, Bacon. six degrees of separation. I, I tell you, I don't know how many events that I do in the uh, area where I am at some place and somehow I, I come back to your name. So how long have you been a part of the Lansing community? Since last century last century way into last century i mean you're originally from moscota though right yes i well being that my father was in the air force met my mom they Mm -hmm. met in dayton ohio which is where i was born okay so being an air force brat i like to say that we moved around just enough for it to be annoying you don't stay in any one place for too much of a length amount of time and so we went to massachusetts north carolina louisville kentucky and then his remote assignment, he got Oscoda, Michigan, when Mort Smith Air Force Base was uh, functioning and open as a military institution, institution, installation. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow managed to stay there for a long amount of time and retire there. And he's still there. Okay. So uh, that's where I gra- uh, It was, uh, you know, uh, uh, middle school or something like that to high school, graduated, and then promptly figured out how to get out of Oscoda. It seems like almost everybody I know from Oscoda somehow has some sort of military connection. There is there is a lot. Um, and now uh, I recently did a social media search, as mm-hmm. it were, mm-hmm. and saw that there's a lot of people that I went to school with still in that area and, you know, doing uh, a various amount of things and, and successful and stuff like that. So I think that's cool that people were able to find that. It just wasn't my vibe. Okay. Well, you know, one of the things that I, like I said, I love is is the fact that you seem to just like me have the uh, love for Lansing. In fact, it kind of prompted you to create the 517 Day, yes? 517 Day celebration as an event because I saw a lot of people uh, started using it as a hashtag and to promote their entity, their one Mm -hmm. space. Come to bob's beer shack and buy a beer on 517 day for $5.17 <laughs> and i was like that's kind of short-sighted if yeah. it's an area code yeah, yeah. that's a lot of people yeah, that i mean because that even includes saginaw i think and and yes. yeah a lot of a lot of areas up north 
So uh, Noel night is what I was trying to think of. So Noel night is something that happens uh, in Detroit. Uh, it used to happen for like 50 years where uh, uh, it was a celebration of the holidays and they mm-hmm. shut down the museum district, but it was happening in the museum district and more. And it was a celebration of the holidays in, in a store, in a museum, in a library, uh, any a church, any place that they could put an event or, or a performance, they did it. Okay, and that was like that's my idea for five one seventy. Is like this could happen. All so over. kind of inspired by two different things then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So tell us a little bit about five one seven day. What what is it? When does it annually come up? So we were trying to do it in a situation where you would have it on that day, but then, you know, how do you have a celebration on a Tuesday? Uh, we should mention, you had it's, to take a little pause for the cause, of course. Yeah, uh, you know, something happened that affected <laughs> so, the world. The so whole entire that, world. <laughs> so... <laughs> But you are anticipating it's going to be back uh, here in 2022, right? I'm, yeah, we're in the beginning planning stages, and I know it sounds weird to be in March in a planning stage for something that's in the middle of May. Okay. But so May, every May. Every May. And what I did for the last two years was had a TV show. Mm-hmm. So I produced, uh, shot, like recorded, did interviews uh, for a two-hour television special mm-hmm. to celebrate the five on seven. And so that was kind of like a transformation, not only in promotion, but in promote and in putting my business out there and the things that I knew I could do, okay. and finally put it out. And I'm like, look, we're gonna do this, and we're still gonna celebrate even if we can't come together. So what I hope to do this year is bring it back out to uh, basically uh, kind of downtown Lansing at Rotary Park, right there in the beautiful Grand River. And kind of dot all up and down uh, the river trail there and just have a different uh, taste of Lansing, Metro Lansing, and have people be able to celebrate what's great about our area. Do you anticipate that uh, once you, I mean, do you anticipate that it'll always be in the same place? Do you think it'll move around? Because you've you've had to kind of experiment a little bit with locations over the years. Well, I don't know how much time we have, but funny story, (laughs) uh, I... uh, the first year was like five years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I called Paul Brogan of Rivertown Adventures. I'm like, hey, I got this idea. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right. I go, do you have keys to the city market? He's like, yeah, we have an office there. So, yeah, we have keys. I go, let's sneak in an event. Get some musicians, get a couple of vendors, kind of keep it small, but kind of sneak it in. And then that way we can kind of get away with it and don't have to ask permission. Sure. And then we just do a little party for the people. <laughs> He's like, great. I'm all about it. I'm like, cool. So Sneaky. you can, we can kind of do that off the back of your business and you sh- no one should get in trouble. Like it should be fine. Paul, if you've ever met him, he's a laid back kind of cool dude. So, uh, I, I left that meeting with him, uh, romantically not romantically and you know like we're together but it was like a cool story like we're walking up and down the river trail we're talking and stuff Mm -hmm. like that we're just having a great conversation actually it was in real town and so what i say why i say that is because it was a cool backdrop like if there was ever a movie this is that point we're like oh that happened this is what happened yeah 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 (laughs) so uh next couple of days i made a lot of phone calls the problem was everyone said yes Mm. So after a couple of days of everyone saying yes, I called Paul Breck and I go, I have a problem. He's like, what? Everyone said yes. I don't know how to make this small anymore. We'll probably get in trouble if we move forward. But I had already started promoting it. Sure. Because it was three weeks out. So I just started promoting. I'm on social There's media. There's no turning back at that point. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to do. He goes, well, you probably need to send an email to uh, Lepfa. I said, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Lepfa? <laughs> 
So I sent that email. Scott Keith very politely sent back, yeah, I've heard about this already. This is what you need to do. I read that email five times waiting for the, you can't do this, why would you move forward on that? But he didn't. He just gave us the uh, short task list of what needed to be done. I made a few more phone calls, and thanks to uh, Women's Center of Greater Lansing, Rathbun Insurance, and a couple other entities, we were able to finance that first event. Mm-hmm. 500 and some people showed up, and we had a great time. And I haven't looked back, even through world goofiness. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you uh, you got it started. And again, I'm, I'm all about anything that celebrates uh, the Lansing area. Uh, you have, it, of course, in some degree, I assume, inspired you to create this uh, Lansing made nook that you've got going on and the Lansing made uh, stuff. Yes. So the Lansing made started because I got tired of people saying there's nothing to do in Lansing. And uh, you can't, like, move ahead and do what your dreams are. And I'm like, everything I've ever wanted to do, I was able to do in Lansing. Right here, yeah. And at least learn about it is so that I could do it in other places. Mm-hmm. Acting, I wanted to be an actor. I did that. Actually, I didn't even want to be a model, but I was a model because in the acting class, it was acting and modeling. Okay. So I did that. Choreo- choreographed uh, fashion shows. Uh-huh. Uh, put on hip-hop shows. Uh, I, th- I think... I was one of the first hip hop shows to be in Lan- East Lansing at like that that bar restaurant area. Yeah. Because it was at the uh, I can't remember the it's gone now and turned into something else, but uh, uh, the Post. Okay. And so I called the owner. I'm like, hey, I want your gap time, and I want to put a hip hop show. And they're like, okay, but if it gets messed up, you're never gonna do it again. Got it. Right. We understand, and it went off well. And so these things that you could, uh, so what you were saying earlier about six degrees of separation, it's, e- it's, it's fairly easy to be able to call somebody to know somebody that needs to wherever you need to get. Right. And that's what I just learned how to maneuver and be able to make things done and make it make sense. Ask around, yeah. Ask around and make it make sense to the entity being sure. involved. Yeah. So many times people ask somebody to do something and it doesn't make sense to what they're already doing. Okay. Right. Sometimes people are like, you know, I just got a message today. We're like, hey, we're doing a giveaway. And we thought we, you made to give something away. I go, when have you seen me just do giveaways? Like, I, am I the giveaway guy? I'm not a rate. I'm not the radio station. <laughs> Call the radio station. Right. You like, sure. I, I'm not the TV station. Call the TV. Like, why are you calling me? I'm just a little. I'm just the guy. I'm, I'm a, a claw, guy. A cog. God, yeah. I'm not even a cog. I'm a <laughs> geek. <laughs> so, Yeah. I don't even know what the question is anymore. I get excited. I know you do. I know. And, and that, but that's the beauty. That's the beauty. It's like I said, ever since I've known you, uh, you've just always kind of had this positive vibe. Do you, do you feel like positivity, is it a learned behavior or is it something that some people are naturally born with? It is both in a sense that I look at my babies who are now four and uh, 19 months. They're mm-hmm. happy kids. Yeah. They're happy. Yeah. Until they're not, but we lean into the happiness. So it's almost like we learn the negative behaviors. Yes. Yeah. And especially the little one, like he's the happiest dude ever until he's not. And he'll, he'll kick a door, but in general, he's happy. So we lean into that. And so what I've observed in my gray hair, of the length of time on earth is that we can get caught up in the negativity and it becomes a, a, a perpetual cycle. And you got to relearn that positivity. And, yeah. and I've had to do it myself. So if I speak about it, that means I've gone through it. And I spent one year of practicing the word no and practicing 
And then I spent the next year practicing myself to open up to possibilities and ideas because I was in a very depressive, angry state for a while. And I woke up. It was basically quintessential. Yes. I woke up one day. I go, what is going on? Yeah. This is not my natural me. I feel sick to my stomach all the time and I don't know why. So I evaluated my environment, the people who I was around. I'm like, wow, all this negativity. It's influencing me. Right, right, right. I deleted people from my phone. I didn't talk to people, certain people while I was at work. They were just, I would just, it was a hard cut after that year of practicing no. And then I said, all right, now I'm opening myself up to possibilities. And um, you still have to maintain that. You can't train for a marathon and then quit a a month out. Did you allow yourself to reconnect with some of those people that you cut out though? On my terms. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Just curious. And, and I mean, it seems to be the same perspective I have where it's, 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 yeah, you're kind of born with that positivity and then you lose it. You mm-hmm. got to re you got to relearn how to do it again. And, right. Yeah. Well, a toddler doesn't know. No, no, no. A to- <laughs> if, if we thought like young people, I mean, five years and younger and had that tenacity, imagine what you can accomplish Certainly, because a yeah. baby yeah. is not walking. Okay. It falls and falls and falls and falls and, just and falls trying, and falls keeps trying, and falls keeps trying, and falls. Trying, and next yeah. thing you know, you're like, how did you get on top of the refrigerator? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the 18 months. And get off that refrigerator. And get off the refrigerator. And now I'm going to put that negativity and in that, you. Right. But I, I, we try to tell, like, look, we're not telling you not to do something for the sake of not to do it. We're worried about your safety. So we want you to be safe. The 18-month climbed a, 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 a ladder to go to a slide, and I was giggling. And I sent a picture uh, to the queen of the corner house, my wife, and uh, I said, kid don't know what he's not supposed to do. The slide is for five-year-olds, and he's climbing up and down it. Yeah, He just doesn't know. And yeah. he had a grand time. Was I standing there the whole time and nervous and everything? Sure. Of course. Yeah. But... Once he figured it out. But you out. gave him that opportunity to explore. Right. And that, you know, and, and that's kind of it, too, is it, it's it, it's a matter of you, you said it when trying to let the child explore. But when you have to put that no in there and say, no, I, I, I love you and I, I value you. Right. And I but trying to convey that without going, what are you doing? Right. You know, don't don't do that. Right. Because you know, that just then puts that negative vibe where it's like, what what did I do wrong? Right. And they don't know. <laughs> no. You can't explain a concept to a four year old. But imagine if you have years of experience of living life on Earth and then took that two-year-old energy of this is always going to be yes right you will conquer the world yeah and 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 have no idea that that some of the stuff you are going to do yeah but and and it's like you said it's the fail failure and not letting the failure get to you just going i'm gonna do this again i don't care we know the cliches it's not how many times you get knocked down it's It's how how many many times times you get get up we know the stuff we just don't look at the meaning of each word individually and, and that's how that's the relearn together. relearned positivity yeah. yes so what is your definition of positive change I, i'm not how does it relate to what you do as well um and and that's the thing is, is you and i have talked about this before and you're like eh, it's not really my goal and i'm like it is your goal without you even knowing it because you do it. I've seen, you know, you, you follow this Mal- uh, Malik on uh, Facebook or anything like that. Uh, you know, he's putting out 
good good vibes about the different nonprofits, things that are happening here in the area. So, again, tell me your, your definition of positive change and how does that fit into who you are and what you do here in the community? So how easy would it be to spend 30 minutes or however long this is and talk about potholes? <laughs> right? It'd be real easy to talk about potholes. Here in Lansing? Yeah, we yeah, can do that. Real easy, yeah, right? Yeah. How easy? I mean, I complained about the parking situation here. <laughs> and the reason why I complain about the parking situation here is because I don't have a parking situation like I would in Chicago, right. LA. Right. I'm like, oh, I want to park right at the door. <laughs> I had to walk a half a block, right? And once I got it out of my system and realized I'm being really ridiculous, I'm being ridiculous, ridiculous, and I'm just going to spout for 30 seconds about it and then go on. So my thought process is there's a a group of that people that are going to focus on the negative all the time. You're not going to change them. You're not going to change them. Who can you help influence and how can you affect the perception of an area? And I've spent the last 10 years trying to flood the interwebs, airwaves, and otherwise with a positive message. Mm-hmm. And so if I see a nonprofit organization, I feel like they could use a hand up. I'm going mean, to I'm gonna reach back and, 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 and give that hand up, right? Right. There, what am I losing by doing that? Am I uh, still working on my craft and video production? Am I still learning how to do audio mixing and stuff like that? I just purchased one of these Rodecaster Pro doohickeys. That we got going on here, right? yeah. You know, and I figured out how to connect it to my other doohickey to make the what's it work, right? Right. And so it's helping me do what I need to do and get better at what I want to do. But along the way, I'm like, hey, let me give that gift of my learning over here to help bring things up. And that's why... I try to interconnect with different mediums and working with uh, M3 Group and 517 Magazine to do the same thing. I work with WLNS to do the same thing. I'm an independent. I work with WLNS. I've been doing that for eight years, but I had my show on, on Fox 47 because they had a space for it. Sure, right? sure. Then people want to come at me and talk about, oh, you did such and such, such and such. I go, you haven't seen how I operate. You're looking at one piece, and it's a it, this it's a lot going on here. And right. If you look at just one and then make, you know, people take an encyclopedia out of a tit thimble of information Mm -hmm. so let's change the paradigm and let's change the focus and how things are viewed and say yes the potholes need to be fixed however there's all this other stuff that you can do as well right and if we're bringing in the investment eventually i think that pothole will be fixed i don't know or not (laughs) or not but it's a matter of how are we going to move forward and and are we going to be eeyore or are we going to be happy about it? Essentially, just a uh, positive change, uh, taking the action to actually make that happen. Uh, mm-hmm. In summary, is kind of what you're saying. And so, I'm and that just, does seem to fit into what you you do. Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And so, I'm just one piece. I see other pillars of positivity in the area. Sure. And they're doing it in their way. Yep. And uh, I think that should be more of a collaborative effort. You know, people always talk about, oh, we're not working in silos. Well, you kind of are. Mm-hmm. But let's figure out how we can work together, at least uplift each other, and try to bring that positive change. So that, that I think that was my direct answer to that question, the Malik-isms. All right, well, uh, one way or the other, it doesn't really matter. We, as long as we got the conversation going. And uh, you mentioned you glazed over it a little bit there. You, you do some work through uh, um, video. It's video and photography, right? Me to yes. You promo. Yes, Me yeah. to You promotions. Uh, and it's uh, basically taking the skills that I've learned over the last few decades and uh, trying to help, you know, shine a positive light on things that are happening in Lansing, Metro Lansing. Cool. 
So you actually were uh, uh, an alumni of LCC, right? I guess I am, as in were. Well, I mean, you know, alumni, <laughs> alumni is very broad definition here right. at Lansing Community College because a lot of the folks that come here, they transfer and they go elsewhere. So there's no actual graduation, but you attended here for a little bit. I did attend. Was here that a, a pretty positive times. experience? The most positive experience is I was terrible at math. I'm just bad at math. Mm-hmm. It's just not how my brain thinks. And I uh, found that the teachers weren't good at teaching. Until I came to Lansing Community College, and I wish I could remember her name, but it was a fantastic teacher. Uh, I think uh, she was a banker uh, first. She used to be a bank manager, so she had different world experiences. But she was able to explain math that it just opened up. And it got to the point where uh, I practiced every Sunday, uh, did my homework every Sunday uh, religiously. I don't mean to be punny about it, during NASCAR. Because okay. NASCAR was is five, what, six hours of racing or something ridiculous. Yeah. So it's a long time frame, and it's just enough background noise to kind of keep your brain kind of like <laughs> in <laughs> And you don't have to pay attention to it for 87% of the time, No, because right? they're doing the same lap. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that was my background, and I would do my homework and, uh, uh, and you know, that needed to be done in study. But she was – and then in class, I didn't care about the other students. Like, if I had a question to ask, I'm like, I got to – it's my grade I have to worry about. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be teacher's pet or anything. I just need to figure this out so I can move forward. So by the end of the semester, uh, she was so good at explaining stuff and, and, and have it enlightened in me that I had a question. And it was a clarification question because she did the problem uh, her way. Okay. And that's not how I saw it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hold on a second. Um, I wish I could remember her name. I go, uh, can't you do it? And I found myself, and I didn't even realize it until after I was uh, – done i walked up to the front of class i go nah can't you do it and whatever it was i go blah 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 and then take this and take that and blah skip and blah 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 can't you do it like that is that okay if i did that on the test and she goes mm, yes and then i turned around and went oh, i'm in front of the class <laughs> <laughs> so she definitely had a positive effect on you most definitely yeah. and uh i went from always always failing college level classes to got a four point all right all right that's awesome that is awesome and that is actually one of the most frequently uh spoken positivities uh, about lansing community college that i've heard is is that uh, the 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 instructors tend to be very personal uh seem to actually care uh i believe they call it culture of care culture of care that you sometimes lose in a large institution when you're in a classroom of 300 people or whatever it was when I was trying to come through. Yeah, I had that same experience too when I went to uh, another college, uh, which yeah. where I started. And I, I honestly, if I had the chance, I'd, I would have reversed because I actually went to LCC after going to MSU and I, I enjoyed MSU. Uh, it was a good experience, but it was one of those things where if I had the chance, I would have done it. I would have flipped it as well. Yeah, I definitely would have flipped it. Uh, so, uh, we're kind of near the end here. Uh, if, already, if, yeah, yeah I, I hate to say it, we you just know, met. it is one of those, yeah, we just <laughs> met. And, and here's the thing is, is if we, we, we had the opportunity, we'd probably be talking for quite a bit longer and we probably will afterwards, but, uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I wanted to ask you specifically. Uh, I, I do want to uh, throw out the name of your website there. That way, if people do ever want to uh, find out more about you, get a hold of you, whatever. I'd just say uh, probably your main website. Uh, MetroMalik.com. M-E-T-R-O-M-E-L-I-K. I have to say, 
anything that you've seen me do and anything that anybody has seen me do, and especially in the last recent set of years, is because of the queen of the corner house. I've never been in a situation where I had such a involved partner that uplifted me and challenged me to be the best me that I could ever be. How long have you guys been married now? We've been uh, five years, I do believe. Okay. Uh, six or something like five. Five. We got uh, got our domestic partnership. But uh, it's amazing to have a partner that is uh, supportive, as honest, yeah. honest, okay, and supportive. Yeah. Because she also tells me, you're ridiculous, and I don't know why you would do that. I support you in what you do, but that doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> though I've learned before I come up and start to do something that I have to check myself and make sure that my bullet points fit and is convincing enough to be able to move forward. Because she'll look at me and be like, mm-hmm. And I don't want the mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so and I'm going to digress a little bit here, and this is why I said, you know, if we, we keep talking, we're going to go way too long. But uh, we have a mutual friend, and I believe that I am his wife in that same manner. <laughs> <laughs> we have a mutual friend uh, named Sean who, who tends to try to take on a lot of stuff, and that's kind of what I say to him a lot of the times. I think that's an awesome idea, but you're ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. And Sean does so much for the community. He does. Sometimes and I will, you I will do get him in here at some point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Metro Malik is uh, his name. Again, his website address is metromalik.com. M E T R O M E L I K. Hey, Malik. Not only thank you for uh, coming in, but thanks for doing everything that you do here in the capital city and uh, just make keeping it in your heart and making it uh, happen. So I got one final question for you before we get out of here. You ready? Mm. If you had the ability to snap your fingers and mm. put one thought into the little collective consciousness of the entire human race at the same time, what would that thought be? Go with love. Go with love. Elaborate on that a little bit. How do you mean? Uh, if you can't find empathy, find sympathy. Uh, we are all going through life, and we're not all going to have good days. It's not going to be good days every day. All I don't right. care who you are. You can be the happiest person in the world. Something's going to happen. And if we go with love and remember that uh, even though we're all different individuals, you know, there's 350 million people in the United States of America, that's a lot of different personalities. But if we uplift each other with love and move forward and act with love first, uh -huh. then we can at least accept another person as they are, okay. even with their differences, and make sure that we are thinking about people for them to be able to live the best life that they can live. That's we awesome. Move with love. And you know what? I love that answer. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> love you. Remember, we can all contribute something good to this world, no matter how big or small. A simple smile, a friendly gesture, that's all it takes to expand the power of positivity one inch further. I encourage you to find your shining star within by being the change you want to see. Thanks so much for listening to Shining Stars and, of course, sharing your time with me today. I'm Dedalian, and you can listen to this episode of Shining Stars On Demand along with other LCC Connect programs at lccconnect.org. This has been a presentation of LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices 
vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. All shows featured on LCC Connect are recorded at the WLNZ Studio, located on LCC's downtown campus. Each program is podcast-based and can be heard anytime at lccconnect.org. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on one of our shows, connect with us by emailing lcc-connect at lcc.edu.